Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Crones and a Book. So, welcome to Two Crones and a Book. My name is Shell. And I'm Annette. Um, we're two old girls that have known each other for forever, and we're just essentially having a chat about the latest book that we've read. Please note that there will be lots of swearing, that we don't know what we're talking about, and no theme is off the table, so adult discretion is advised. Very advised. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Two Crones and a Book. I am Annette, up in the north, and down to my south we have... Shell. Yeah, well, there we there we go. Nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I was then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are doing one of my recommendations, uh, Horror Store by Grady Hendrix. Uh, so, Michelle, what did you think of this book briefly? I liked it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't. I wasn't sure I would. Um, so I went in quite open, but no, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And it's, I said to you before, I've got a thing about stores like Ikea where I intentionally walk the wrong way around. And now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give everyone just like a brief idea, Horror Star is a 2014 horror comedy novel uh, that was written by the legendary Grady Hendrix and illustrated by Michael Rogalski. Uh, the novel was released in paperback in uh, September 23rd, 2014, through Quirk Books, and is set in Orsk, an Ikea store that is experiencing supernatural phenomena. <laughs> and it's creepy. There's, it's good old dose of creepy and horror in there, isn't there? It is so good. Now, tell the people about the actual physical book. Well... So, it's good. It looks like a catalogue. Yeah. So when you first get it, if you put it on a, a coffee table, it looks like an Ikea catalogue. I've just grabbed it and picked it up in my hands, so I'm going to have a look at it now. Um, yeah, so at top level glance, if you were walking past, it looks like a catalogue. When you start looking at the cover art, though, there is some serious creepiness going on. Yeah. So, some of the pictures that are on the wall, if you visualise an Ikea catalogue or an Argos catalogue, um, and they've got like a picture of a room. The pictures that are on the wall have, have got some like creepy hands, creepy faces in them. It was really, 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 really good. One of the things with the book, and I, it was a mistake that I made, and I strongly recommend no one else does. I was ignoring what looked like adverts. Oh no, never ignore those. <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm really bad at reading things like four words and things. And I just yeah. thought, oh, it's just, you know. It's just an advert. It's just to make it look pretty. Bit no, cool. it's relevant. Yeah. yeah. It's relevant. <laughs> so at this point, before I carry on chatting, I think it's really important that we acknowledge that if you don't want any spoilers, you really should stop listening. Um, because yeah. as with all our podcasts, we, we literally talk about what we've read. And that could possibly ruin it for some people if you're waiting for a surprise. So if you don't want any spoilers, disconnect now and come back afterwards and see if you agree. You will... Definitely appreciate it more. So one of the mistakes that I made with this book was ignoring what appears to be adverts. At the beginning of each chapter, there's something that looks like an advert for uh, furniture. And I read the first one. And then as I continued to read through, I made the presumption that they were all going to be about furniture. And it was just part of the 
image of the book. That was a super mistake. Huge. Um, because they are relevant to the book. Yeah, 100%. Which you should have warned me about on it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't think well, you'd I'm, skip it. <laughs> no, I, I'm terrible at reading anything like a, a foreword or acknowledgements. I'm, I'm really bad at that sort of stuff. So I, I started skipping them. And then it wasn't till I think I was about halfway through the book that I happened to put the book down. And then I came back and as I picked the book up, it caught my eye, the wording. And they're relevant to the, the, the torture devices, essentially, that are, are being used and, and what's happening to them yeah. uh, and, and, and the techniques that are being used against them. So, yeah, yeah, don't make my mistake and make sure that you stick with it and you read what looks like adverts because it's relevant to the story. <laughs> Do you say what the wonderful thing is, listening to the audio version of it, the voice of the main narrator is obviously the main character, which is female. Right, yeah. So you have this lovely uh, female voice for a change. It's so refreshing to hear a narrator in a book. Because this is the first one I think I've had since we've started. That's pretty bad, really, isn't it? But then for the um, the adverts, it's an, a man's voice. And it, it's just... it it. Do you know what he brings the so you humor get that out, distinction. yeah between what's the advert yeah. and what the story is? But he has quite a humor to the way he says it, and it, you know, you get, you, yeah, it's really good. Uh, so that was a boo boo for me on my part, and it's one that I hope no one else repeats. Well, to be honest, I have to admit, when I actually read the physical copy the first time, I was like, I'm looking at like the first was like, really. <laughs> you know, I was like, mm, do I need to read this? It's a bit boring, that bit. But then as you went, I was like, oh, hang on. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my favourite advert in the book is the one that's for the Al- Albuterk, which is the treadmill thing. Yeah. Um, you can walk forever and never arrive, thanks to the infinite loop of the Albuterk treadmill. It's, I feel like that at work. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically this treadmill that you put at a desk rather than a chair. It, it was, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah um he's i don't know what background the author is but i kind of get the impression that he might be a little bit working class because there was a lot of stuff in here that i was like yeah that's so true yeah i think he's definitely kind of like around our generation hendrix i mean yeah it, my first introduction to him which i mentioned last episode was purely by chance that i um was in the uh, bookshop and i saw the spine my best friend's exorcism and yep. it just looked really, really pretty. And I got the book, pulled the book out, and it was like a beautiful VHS cover from yeah, the 80s. Like, that's got to be a good sign. It's like, yeah. oh, I've got to give it a go. And you know me, I always have to, my thing is, uh, I always read the last line in a book before I buy it. Uh, see, I, I always go to the middle of the book and read a paragraph. Oh, no, I won't go that far because I don't want spoil, but I'll read the last line. And I don't know why I picked up that habit, I always have done. Yeah. But yeah, it just caught my attention. It's like, yeah, I have to get this. And then I was uh, <laughs> speaking to some other people from the Monster Kid podcast community that I'm also associated with sometimes. A tab from uh, Tess Pancho recommended that I try Horror Store. Yep. And I was like, all right, fair enough. And it was quite widely available still at mm-hmm. that point. And it's not, not so much now, actually. It's hard to come by. Yeah, well, I mean, you gifted me this copy and, and you had to go to World of Books, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't think I could even get it on Amazon. You know, it's mm. you know it's hard to come by, but I can see why it's you get such a beautiful book. But then I read that I was like, oh, okay, this is next level. This steps it up. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I this was a really good recommendation. I mean, even the characters. Tell me, Annette, your characters. What did you think of the characters? Oh my, right, okay. So you and I both college dropouts. Fair enough. Yes. And at one point, we actually worked in the same department store. Yes, we did. <laughs> Ooh, two people not meant for retail. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm glad I learned that lesson. Early. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me you did not recognise these characters in, in oh, one did, form or another. Oh, yeah, 100%. You've got yeah. your old yeah, girl it, that's been there since forever, who just yeah. gets gets her head down, gets on with it, comfortable, doesn't want to go up, doesn't want to go down in position. She just, yep. she's happy. It fits them and they're happy yeah. with it, yeah. You've got the, the wannabe actress, TV host type, who's... Yeah, this is just a stopgap till something better when I'm exactly. famous. Exactly, and, and yeah. it's not only the job that's a stopgap, but also the guy that's like making movies is a stopgap. Yeah. And yeah. they're like there together. You have the middle management guy who it's it means the world to him of where he is and the power and the he wants yeah. to achieve more. And then you have the main character whose name's fallen out of my head right now, but a hundred percent us. I thought that, but I didn't want to say because I thought maybe you're just being arrogant. No, Michelle. because <laughs> because she is a college dropout. Yes. Doing this job. And at that point, when we were in our 20s, we were exactly the same as her. We were younger we, than well, that. Well, yeah, we were in our teens. But near enough, we were in the same mindset completely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's like, yeah. I, because what was it? She was working at one store. She get she got moved to this one. Yeah. And all she wanted to do was bide her time to get back to the old one or something like that. Yeah, because he takes a shine in Basil, the yeah. manager, takes a shine to her. And she doesn't like that kind of attention. And I think she misinterprets it because you find out later in the book that actually he just, he wanted to learn from her. He thinks she's got potential and he wants to help her. But at the same time, he wants to learn from her with regards to her communication skills. Oh God, that's, that's a very professional way of putting it. That's, that's not what I meant. He says to her, you know, everyone talks to you. Um, and, and that's why he invited her to stay overnight. Because they stay overnight in this creepy store where creepy stuff's happening. It's got to be ridiculous <laughs> idea. You just say no. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole thing, isn't it the threat of um, people losing their jobs or something like that? Yeah, because the stock losses are so high because of all this mysterious damage that happens overnight. Yeah, so they think someone's breaking into the store. So he yeah. forces, is it, did you say Amy? Yeah, Amy and Amy Ruth. Amy and Ruth, that's it. Amy and Ruth tells them that they need to stay to do this late shift to monitor the store overnight. Mm. And she only agrees because she needs the extra yeah, cash. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, exactly. So. But I'm telling you now, you know, no. Oh, 100% no. <laughs> the closest I ever got to this in my life, I had to do a parents' evening at our high school. You remember yeah. our high school? Yeah, it was really creepy and had some really a creepy 18th century backstory, oh, didn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it was taken over by nuns. It's like a nun retirement home was next door to it. It was bolted onto it. They used to sit in our playground in our, in our hockey pitch, darling. They used to sit in our <laughs> oh, wash, wash, hockey pitch, darling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it used to be uh, the home of a famous vaudeville comedian. Yeah, I can't remember the I name. Do, shall I say it? Oh, it's Dan say Lino. It. Dan Lino. Yes, I remember it well. It was like it was a huge thing when he passed away, and he gifted the house to French nuns. See, I can't believe I still remember this <laughs> shit. And that's why they there was the nun retirement home attached next door to it. Yeah. Oh my god, there were so many ghost stories in that building. But it was creepy. Oh hell, digressed again. But I had to go there for a parents' evening once, so it was like pitch black outside, and walking through those halls. 
Mm. A building that is meant to be full of people, empty at night, is yeah. fucking wrong. <laughs> there is There are certain buildings like that, though. You know, there are department stores, which is relevant to this story. Yeah. Uh, pubs, you know, because my, my mum was a, a, a landlady yes. for a little while. And when you'd go into the pub out of hours to, to prep or shutting down of a night before... It's just, no, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, you've got schools, like you've just said. And the other one is hospitals. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in healthcare now. Um, and there's a couple of buildings that I've had to go to out of hours. And you just, it's that thing of it's quiet and it's empty. And it shouldn't be because they should be busy places. And this department store is, is like that. It's, yeah, as soon as everybody's left, it starts to go a little bit horribly wrong. Oh, side note, just a recommendation for you. But for anyone else that's listening, it's creepy hospitals in the dark. Shudder is called yep. The Power, and yep. it's set during 1974 during the blackouts. Remember the... Yeah, and yeah, yeah. A novice nurse who's on her first night is made to stay over while there is a blackout. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, give that one a bash. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Anyway, so back to the story. <laughs> so we're doing our chaotic thing that we always do, and we can't help it. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, character-wise, I I really I, I sympathised with Amy because she just she wants out. Uh, I mean, there's a bit where she gets the opportunity when it's some terrible shit's gone down, and she gets the opportunity to leg it. She actually makes it out, but she goes back. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's a, a, a test of character, isn't it? You've made it out. You're, you're talking yourself into running. Yeah. And it's kind of like she had to go through um, twice. She's she's had to go through this horrendous journey, and twice during this process she finds herself you know so the first one is she goes back which is you know who would let's be honest here hell no you know that would take so it would have to be someone you really loved wouldn't it you know like <laughs> well i think that just shows kind of like also the the bonds you don't realize you make with uh this work family that you it's dysfunctional they're not the people you would choose to be around just like a real family yeah but yet you know you've got this bond in you you know you get to know them on a certain level so you do show and it's that familiarity and and comfortableness that you get with them even if you don't like them yeah you know yeah yeah it's that level of of acceptance yeah and right at the end of the book as well she 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 goes back to try and find the ones that didn't make it out still you know she's she's willingly going back into what she knows is is going to be a nightmare yeah and that was a real test of character it was yeah and she she didn't when they tried buying her off when orsk the store tried buying her off as well buying her silence <gasps> oh my when she God. made it out she she just didn't she didn't give in i think she ended up signing the bit of paper just to make them go away she wouldn't accept the, the top-notch job um she signed a bit of paper and got something like eight grand but it was yeah, it was really good. I liked it. And I really liked Ruth Ann. Oh, my God. Of all the people. Uh, I, 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 again, it's, it's spoilers, but of all the people to die yeah. in it, it was so tragic and selfless. But, yeah. But then, to be honest, we could potentially be Ruth Ann because she had no one in her life. And the only th- the only companion she had was a, what was it, a toy dog or a um... toy cat. She got a cat, and she. It was a toy Snoopy one, or something. No, but, yeah, but it was a toy one, a stuffed animal. Was it animal. a toy? I thought yeah. it real. No, it was a stuffed animal because it says when um they, she only went to Ruth Ann's funeral. Yeah. And and they had Snoopy on top of the coffin. No one to oh. cry. <laughs> but but the, I mean, the the job was her life, you know. That yeah. was it was her world, and she ended up sacrificing herself. But she it. she wasn't soft. One of the things I liked about her is as the story goes on, you get tidbits about who she is and who she was. 
And she, she talks about the time she got arrested for having a punch up with the Hell's Angels. But when they were released on bail, the Hell's Angels brought them drinks. <laughs> like, go on, Ruth Ann. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, initially the image that sprang to mind for her was a petite, um, perhaps devout Christian person. Yeah, um, not that that's a criticism, but because she was so forgiving and so you know calm with everybody. And then you find out that she's she's actually more than what everybody has assumed, and I liked that. Yeah, wasn't too keen on Basil. He'd do your head in, wouldn't he? No, but they co- he comes right at the end, didn't he? Oh, he does the right thing, yeah, but, you know, that's that, I don't know, it was it was like he was programmed. You know, can you imagine, I, there's nothing worse than someone who keeps quoting policy to you. Um, I know, but you get those types, don't you, that, you know, the whole idea is conforming, yeah, conforming and moving up the ladder and... Yeah, and I, I, I find myself trying very hard to find contradictory information just to aggravate those people. <laughs> It says a lot about me, doesn't it? Because I'm quite good with policies. You know, the role that I'm in now involves a, a lot of policy work, lots of rules and, and regulations and management. And they're there for a reason and they protect people and, and staff and it's not criticism of them. But then there are people who do take it too far mm. and try to beat you with them, you know, when they're supposed to be a support tool and a safety measure, not yeah. someone to quote as, as their life, really. It shouldn't be their mantra. Yeah, no, it's true. You do, but you do come across them, don't you? And it's they're highly unlikable because we have that rebel <laughs> personality. <laughs> we have that rebel personality. It's like you gotta tell me what? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we, I mean, like I said to you, I walked the wrong way around. I, I had the store in in IKEA that on the rare occasions that I go, and I have been known to stand the wrong way in the lift. And it 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 it, <laughs> it does kind of surprise people <laughs> when they get in the lift with you, <laughs> and you're facing the wrong way. Oh, you old Blair Witch bitch, you <laughs> standing facing the corner. Oh my god, I'd shit myself if I saw that. <laughs> no, they're used to me. <laughs> All right, shelves. Hiya. <laughs> no, but. Do but something not... I found is they turn the wrong way to talk to you. So they won't stand back to back with you. If they come in, do it. Next time you're in a lift, in a shopping place or something like that, when you walk into the lift, as you walk in and the doors close behind you, don't turn back around. Face okay. with your back to the doors and see what happens. People, I mean, people that you know, so when I'm in the lift with, with girls from work, they will turn around and they'll, they'll, as they walk in, they'll have the whole conversation facing the same way I am. And we turn in unison when the door opens at our floor. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, this is the stuff I do to entertain myself. <laughs> I'd be walking in with my keys between my fingers if I saw you like that. <laughs> well, I see, I'm lucky. You ain't going to hurt me, bitch. <laughs> they normally want something from me anyway. So <laughs> it's more me trying to escape them. Um, it is bizarre, though, isn't it, that, you know, you have that set path. In Ikea. I mean, everything is. It's about, like, set paths, like it is in this book. Bright and shiny path. Yeah, everyone has a set path that they need to follow to ascend and all that. And it feels so wrong. 
But it's really orchestrated. It's a proper thing. Retail psychology is a proper thing. And they call it retail psychology instead of dark psychology. No, it's like that whole thing when you walk into a supermarket, the first thing you need to see is fresh fruit and veg and get the smell of it. Yeah. Or, the ba- or a bakery or something like that. And it's like um, free samples for you to try when you're in, in stores. That's not because they want to promote a product. That's not because they want to tempt you into buying it. It's been proven in studies that you like people more who give you free stuff. Oh, oh hell yeah. So <laughs> even if it's a cocktail sausage in your little brain, you're thinking, I got free stuff when I went in there. It's great. Oh, Shell, I will stand there and wait if the stand is empty. I will <laughs> wait for her to come back and give me my free sample. <laughs> um, and it's like the uniforms. So I don't want to name any supermarket names, but if, if you look at them, a lot of them now have adopted um, polo shirts. Yes. Or polo shirt styles. Um, and that's because they're trying to make them normal and not... Whereas before, I don't know, in the 60s, it was all about service, wasn't it? You know, and, and people wanted to be served and they wanted to be attended and therefore you needed to be, as a sales assistant or a store person, you needed to be clearly in that role to serve uh, uh, and do what people wanted. But yeah. now the psychology has changed and they want you to be more familiar. And how who doesn't own a polo shirt or a T-shirt? That actually comes up in the book as well, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. The unif- yeah at the second store... The uniform is the same, isn't it? Like you have to wear, is it the white Nikes? No, it's the Converse. You have to wear a pair of Converse and then this, it was fixated on the shoes that you had to wear. In this store, we wear the Converse. And then later on, when it's a different store that they enter, oh, they're all... It was Reeboks. Yeah, they all wear Reeboks here. But they're in polo shirts as well. And the only difference between them is their colours of their polo shirts. So I think people who build stuff are one colour and and salespeople are a different colour. Yeah. But yeah, it's little things like that. And when you start getting your head around this, you start to see it all around you. And I I don't like things like that. So I don't partake in flash sales. Well, do you know what it is? It's it's like, it's very like cult-like. What was it I was reading about? Is it it Exanon? That slave cult thing that involved that woman from Smallville. And what they would do is... <laughs> oh, well... What are you reading, woman, in between these podcasts? There, were, there was an actress who was in the TV series Smallville, Alex Mack, and she became connected with this cult called Exodon, I think. And it was sort of like one of those, you know, we're, we're here to make your life better. But it wasn't at all. It was about controlling people's diets and... Yeah. Just pretty much this guy was making women into like his sex slaves and she was one of those big promoters of bringing people in and things like that. Yeah. But that I I if I remember correctly here and there was this thing where you would get uh scarves for different levels that you were at. Oh right. So people would be like, "Well, I'm on like, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm wearing the pink scarf. Well, the next one up is red or purple mm. or whatever." Well, I want to be that one. Oh, this one, I want to move up. Yeah. You know, and it's moving up and up and up. Yeah. And it is, it's it's that attaining to that next colour level. but Making you think you've got to keep going, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is quite cult-like, isn't it, this Orsk universe? Yeah. And, and that, you know, we are a family. No, you're not, mate. No, you ain't my family. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here to get paid. And Norm... Not more known so than when the aftermath of everything Mm. and how they treat it because obviously on the work schedule is supposed to be Basil, Amy and Ruth Anne and these other two characters and a homeless person. Yes, Carl. Carl, who was also there. The company say, point blank, they weren't on the schedule. They weren't here. Mm -hmm. 
we're not compensating yeah. nothing. We're not taking any claim for yeah. it. I mean, that was some cold shit. Yeah, it was all about damage control. Yeah, covering their houses. At the cost of anything. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're interested in things like the, the, the dark psychology or retail psychology, or it, it, I mean, you should, you should probably look that up anyway, um, because you'll begin to see it in everyday life all around you. Uh, things like I, I said, you, I won't partake in flash sales, because flash sales are, you know, like, so you, you, you get... Um, old Black Friday deals and stuff like that. That's all about, you've only got 24 hours to buy this. Everyone else is buying it. Stocks are running slow. Do you want this? Because you've only got 24 hours to buy it. Buy it now. Buy it now before it runs out. You've only got 24 hours left. And, you know, I'm just like, no. Nah. No. And that's because the psychology behind that is is it's um, it's easier to pressure you in to, to making a decision than giving you too much time where you would make a less impulsive choice. It's true. It's true. It's, uh, you see it a lot in uh, ticket sales, don't you? Yeah time limits oh you're gonna lose this seat if you don't buy it now yeah do it do it do it and you're like this ticket's 500 pounds <laughs> do i get to sit in this person's lap do, you know? <laughs> do i get a lap dance from the singer <laughs> now that might be worth the 500 pound depending on the singer that you're going to see Oof, yeah um, very dependent <laughs> um but yeah it, it's it's all about that pressure and i think I don't think enough people are aware of that. And this is a really, this book is a really good way of referencing those and making you think about the things around you. But it was a good book anyway. I mean, the horror stuff in it's great. Oh my God, so good. So creepy. Yeah, what was your favourite torture method? So basically all these prisoners are resurrected because it was an old prison and now they're out to get them and they the evil warden wants to make them better even though there's nothing wrong with them and he's using these these really brutal methods and what was your favorite method in it not that your favorite that you'd want to do but i can't all i all i know is just the thing that i, I mean i know it's not one of the torture method there was oh my god there were so many things it was so bad <laughs> but it was it, it was the amount of teeth and nail trauma in this oh yes that fucking yeah. destroys me that is my nail and tooth mouth trauma no yeah. i can't do it i cannot do it and it's like you bastard you've hit every one of these on the head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about her banging like the where her nail used to be and pussy yeah like Ruthann literally did digs her fingers to the bone doesn't she oh, you oh, can see her bones yeah oh god. Um, god no it was horrible oh it's making me shiver <laughs> and when she does the eye thing as well oh my god what was yours then the drowning one oh. so that you know where they tell wants you to submit to the helplessness of drowning just having a look in the book now so it's um an ingulate yeah the hydrotherapy bath allows the users to suffer stress again and again until the cure is complete and it's basically where you're you're almost drowning over and over again i was like nah mate oh god no <laughs> And the treadmill, that was the other one for me. I, I had issues with that treadmill because, you know, exercises, I, I'm only running if something's chasing me, let alone putting me in front of, of I mean, I, I work with three to four screens at work and then you're going to make me run on the spot as well. I'll be like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> um, but they were the ones. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, for me, Annette, this was a fantastic recommendation. Thank you so much for gifting it to me. I really did love it. And I'm, I'm going to get my niece to read it. Oh, awesome. I would also recommend from him. I don't know where it is. I've got it here somewhere. Just give me a minute. Just a little minute. Can't find so we now, it. ladies and gentlemen, have hold music whilst Annette disappears off screen underneath do, 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 her desk. Do, do, do. Hello. 
Here we go. And she's back. This is the one. I think this sums up everything that you, in particular, Michelle, love. It is paperbacks from hell. Ooh. Oh, I know no one can see this, but it looks good. It is beautiful. I will share it online. And what it is, is he talks about beautiful book covers, mostly throughout the 70s and 80s. I want to touch it, but I can't through the screen. Look at look at some of those, Michelle. Oh, they would make amazing posters, wouldn't they, on the wall? You could have. A... Why don't they make wallpaper like that? I know. <laughs> this was another recommend. I mean, it is fantastic. I'm going to share some of these online. Look at them. Oh, you need to know because they're good. Aren't they good? But yeah, he yeah. he did like a big history, and it feels so nice to touch. Yeah, all right. I can't reach through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, he has a true love for those book covers from the 70s yeah. and 80s and 90s that we adore. Yeah, no, they, they look really good. It is, and it's beautiful. It's lovely to read. I highly recommend looking that up. I will share it, as I said. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's a thumbs up. Oh, but- like you need to ask me <laughs> i am like yeah, it was your recommendation i i if if he starts his own cult grady hendrix i'm in <laughs> do you really want to be a sex slave collecting scarves i do like a scarf <laughs> <laughs> you're too rebellious you can't even follow a bus timetable without moaning about it it's no follow cult rules <laughs> i caused so much drama with that before in my past <laughs> You'd have me turning the wrong way in lifts and stuff. They'd be like, you two need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's my problem. I'm a completionist. It's ever since I had a a child. Whenever he gets into something new to collect, I need to find every last bit. Even when he's given up. Oh, hell no. I'm getting the last of that Cars 3 set. (laughs) Mummy mission. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get some stats? Yes. So, um, I mine was a pre-owned copy. I was very, very lucky that it was in such good condition. Yes. Um, I would, if I had a coffee table, but I, I don't have a coffee table because I walk into them, just in case anyone <laughs> is at all interested why I don't. Um, <laughs> well, I wander around in the dark quite a lot in the night and um, I just walk into them. So, I don't have one. But if I did, I would be tempted to leave this on the top of that mm-hmm. and just see how many people picked it up to then put it back down. Fabulous. Um, it's I just checking the page numbers, so it's around two hundred and forty-two pages, two hundred and forty-three pages. Not bad at all, that is it. No, and it feels good. Feels really nice as well, doesn't it? Good size font. It's really nice size font, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which just makes it a really easy, pleasant read. It's a well-constructed, thought-out book for sure. Definitely, it looks as if that you know he he has sat down and spent a serious amount of time in how he wants this laid out. Absolutely. And you can see it throughout some of these other books as well if you look them up. So I I listened via Audible because at the minute it is, if you have um, Audible Plus, it's uh, included. So you, Oh, excellent. It's free. Yeah, so you won't waste the credit on it. It's a free book. The length is... And that's um, based on UK, audible.co.uk. Yes, yeah, sorry. That's, yeah. Um, it should be. I would hope it would be on the US as well. They would have surely pioneered it before us the length was a lovely easy six hours and 16 minutes that's pretty good compared to some of the others we've done yeah that is it's and it's such an easy listen as well uh, narrated by ty samson and bronson pinochet excellent yep. both of them absolute stars they kept me going all the way through 
Um, it was released 23rd of the 9th, 2014. Publisher was Blackstone Audio Inc. I will say, Lovely. hopefully now, the last I heard, initially it was up to be a TV series, an adaptation, but that fell through. But I've just read today that it has been purchased for a possible movie version. Do you know, I think I'd want to watch it. Oh, if they do it right, 100%. And yeah. apparently Grady Hendrix is going to be the screenwriter as well. Oh, that's always promising, isn't it? Yeah. The, the vision isn't lost. It might be tweaked, it might be changed a little bit, but the, the core of it, you would expect if he's on board to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. It was a great recommendation. A definite yes from me. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> so I guess we're going to talk about what we're doing next and we're going to start to to mix it up a little bit. So I have a burning desire to read Frankenstein and Annette has humoured me. Um, and has agreed to read Frankenstein again with me. But what we're going to do is mix it up a little bit because not only are we going to read Frankenstein, once we've read Frankenstein, we're going to do a movie night and we are going to watch the... Um, it's the original, isn't it? It is. The Is it, it 1931? Yeah, there wasn't one before that, was there? If you discount... Yeah, no, there wasn't. No, no, he was the first. Boris Karloff. Excellent, which is going to be as exciting as reading the book. So we're going to have a a movie night and we're going to do um, Frankenstein as well. It's new to us, so I'm not sure how we're going to do it. We might do it where you listen along with us. We might just give you the highlights of the edits. Um, But yeah, if you're up for it um, and you haven't already read it, read Frankenstein. And if you're more of a movie person, uh, hold up for our review of the movie. Oh, And I will say the Audible UK version, there is a free one included in your Audible, if you're on Audible Plus, and it's Narrated by the gorgeous Dan Stevens. <laughs> You're getting a thing for him, aren't you? Just a little bit, Mr. Stevens. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Do, do we know what Mr. Stevens looks like? Uh, yeah. Um, did you ever watch The Guest or Downton Abbey? Or... I watched Downton Abbey. Oh, Downton Abbey. Oh, Dan Stevens, Downton Abbey. Rightio. You do have a type, don't you? I <laughs> <laughs> ah. right, I'll just picture him in the guest with his top off as he's reading reading to me topless <laughs> I'm sure that's not all politically correct isn't it oh I'm sorry <laughs> oh no don't cancel me <laughs> um, but yeah so that's our plan we're going to get some stuff out we are having a little bit of a revisit and a little bit of a, a rejiggle on what we're doing um, the other thing that we are thinking of doing is maybe a competition um we're also um we're on a budget everybody so don't get too excited um um, and we've also had a couple of conversations that we thought might be worth sharing with you guys yeah um so do i give any away in it why not i mean we're included you know it's it's their podcast as much as it is ours as you know if they've got any input why not so one of the questions, and we don't have a firm answer, it's something that we kind of raised and we haven't decided on, um, is if you were going to live in a book land, a book world, where would you live? And the other one that we're also toying with is if you were going to have a blind date with any character in a book, any at all, any time frame, any genre, who would it be and why? <laughs> and these are things that we we just we've decided that we're going to give some thought to. So yeah. I don't sleep, so I'm going to be awake, staring into the dark, thinking about these things. And Annette will be marching away up across her her, her hills with her dog, thinking the same. Yeah. 
Um, and we're going to come out, we're going to record that and see whether or not you would agree with our choices, even though we don't know what they are yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all for a uh, bit of fun, people. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. Um, Frankie next. Um, and we will see you then. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, you can email us at twocronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at Two Crones Pod and on Instagram at Two Crones and a Book. Also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.